This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the besotted pride of West London podcast and it's like Groundhog Day here today. Griffith Park, Swansea came to town. Three quick goals in the first half, 3-0 down. Yeah, Brentford rallied in the second half, we got two goals. And, you know, to be fair, good spirit and everything, but... Another loss. Seven out of nine, if I remember rightly. Seven losses out of nine. Not since the Terry Butcher days have we looked so bad. On paper. I mean, listen, you know, there's some good players out there. We do some nice little touches, but we really seem to have lost the plot. And uh, what do you have to do? How long do you have to go on? You know, do it 15 matches, 17 matches, 19 matches? I, I, I'm, I don't, you can hear, I, I don't know what to say. The Liberal, your face is stony face, stony face Liberal. Tell me, what's going on? Uh, what's going on is we need a change at the top. Um, clearly things aren't working in the camp. Let's not uh, kid ourselves with that second half performance, which was far, far, far better than the first. Simply is no leadership at the top of our club uh, on the playing field. And I think at the moment, Thomas Frank needs to look at his position he can't obviously motivate the players. they not playing for him. There is something really wrong. Why Dalsgaard wasn't hooked within the first 30 minutes of that game, I don't know. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry to say, because he's obviously a decent coach. He's obviously a decent man, but he's not in the right position at our club. We have got to start making a change because it's no good saying we won't be in a relegation battle. We are rapidly approaching a relegation battle. We have got to sort it out, and I'm afraid it's got to start from the top. We've got to start from the top. Listen, this game didn't go to plan yet again today. I mean, how many times can we say this? We've been saying it a lot. I think we've been saying it a lot in the last nine games. And uh, I think it was a bit of a cracker's game. I think we're three down after 15 minutes, and that isn't luck. That's mistakes and the team lack a bit of confidence, a lot of confidence and uh, we just make it hard for ourselves against, I think today, very, very average opposition. Talking about average opposition, I mean, listen, were we a bit unlucky again today? Listen, ball off the face, own goal, all that kind of stuff and uh, before we knew it, we were behind and then we had to scrape it back or is it a bit deeper? 
Uh, we weren't unlucky. We let three goals in very easily. Uh, I think our only defender today uh, that can hold his head up is uh, Rico Henry. I thought he was superb throughout the game. Uh, the other three, nah, not so well. Um, I thought, yeah, I mean, go, going forward, yeah, we look good once we're 3-0 down. So, you know, you're, you're bound to. They're bound to sort of step, step back a bit. But I think uh, the player of the game, to me, was uh, Leroy Fur. I thought he was superb, controlled the game throughout. He's exactly the kind of player we need in the middle. Uh, we're, we're just lacking, lacking in confidence, lacking in, in uh, top quality defenders, I think, or, you know, confidence in defence. But, uh, yeah, we deserve to lose that game because we let three goals in. So we're doing, where do we go from here? We've, we've, we've lost nearly every game in the last two months. Yeah, we have, and it's not good, and I'm getting bored with it, and I'm getting fed up with it, and uh, I, I don't know who you blame. I think there is a lack of confidence, I think. Uh, we probably have to try something different. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there aren't that many players that we've got in the squad that we can really change things up. But I think something needs to happen. Uh, I'm not sure what, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough times for us. Tough times. The South Coast bees come all the way from the South Coast. And uh, there's a lot of unhappiness uh, from the South Coast emanating at Griffin Park today. Well, yeah, I mean, the second half was better, but it's still... On a scale of one to ten? Uh six I guess you know that's generous I don't know it's um there wasn't it's it's just lacking isn't it there's uh like I said earlier it's like harks back to the early days of Carsley and that where we look like rudderless we look without a captain um so where is this then you said so you reckon because we haven't got a captain is it on the pitch is it off the pitch where are the problems or is it all over I think it looks like it's all over. Um, I think clearly the, uh, the 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 plan has gone with with Frank, so he doesn't it appears to be out of his depth. Um, it's hard to pin it on any one person, but you know the defence has kind of like gone awol. Seems at times. Um, you see, you see, speechless. Yeah, kind of. I mean, everyone was getting on Dalsgaard's back for for being. Yeah, you know, making bad decisions, but I think he's badly exposed. There's no no def- no midfield in front of him, and I think he's covering too large an area. Things like that, the shape is all wrong. Interesting. Listen, um, we're here, at Griffin Park, sort of heads down. Um, people are, are very very um, sad, is what I'm going to say. Um, sad. We, we really don't know where it goes from here, do you? No, I don't know what to say after that, really. Enough good stuff in the second half, at least have a bit of a fight, but something's clearly up. The first 20 minutes were as bad as we've seen for in recent times. Tactically, it was poor. Operationally, it was poor. Individually, it was poor. Error after error after error. And yeah, we can praise the second half comeback, but shouldn't be three goals down to start with. Again, you know, thank you. Rico Henry, um, he, was, he went off against West Brom, but... Um, he was back today, and he was uh, looking about lively, wasn't he? He looked good. He tired a bit. Clearly, he was struggling a bit towards the end. Made a couple of mistakes, but yeah, we know he's a good player and a free back. Um, but there's something wrong with the formation or the position, isn't there? It's not quite going to plan whether that's individuals or whether they play together. But I'm not sure any options we've got to change it up with the injuries. So we keep going. Hopefully, take the positives rather than the negatives. But we've got a couple of tough matches ahead still. We've got the Swansea posse in the house here, sitting down there. You haven't been here for a, you haven't been here for quite a few years, Swansea. First of all, you've obviously really enjoyed your trip. You enjoyed it more than we did, didn't you? 
Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, one of my favourite away games. I've been here for about 10 years. Uh, haven't been here since Leon Knight scored two in a minute in the playoffs. So uh, we, don't, we don't talk about that in, the, no, in these zones. Sorry. No, lovely place. Really enjoying, really enjoying the area and a uh, good set of fans. Listen, good set of fans. Listen, now this game now... Swansea have, have won one game in the last five. Yeah. So you were probably a little bit nervous coming down here. And you scored within about 32 milliseconds, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you think, oh my God, this is, this is pretty easy? No, Swansea don't do anything the easy way. Um, you did the Swansea way? did the Swansea way. Scoring three, I think if there's, only, if there's one team in the Football League who would lose the game for a free nil, it's Swansea. I was impressed with Brentford today, but scoring after 30 seconds will help any football team, whatever sign you play, mate. Um, going 2 0 up, 3 0 up was, was obviously massive, but even at 3 0, if, if Brentford get the next goal, you never know. Uh, but no, Brentford impressed me, but I think Swansea nicked it. I think Swansea nicked it. Listen, so how are you thinking? So you've gone 3 0 up, you were properly cruising. We were like running around like, you know, like we had blindfolds on in that first half. We were all over the place. Second half, we flipped it a little bit, and, you know, I'm not saying we were brilliant, but we at least brought the game to you, made a, made a substitution. We brought the game to you. Were you a little bit nervous? Yeah, I, I thought, I have to admit, when the free kick went in, I thought Swansea get a point at most. Uh, we've, we're a bit fragile, young team, young squad. I thought at 3-2, I would, would I take a point? Yeah, I probably would have. Um, Brentford are a good side. And I'm not saying that because I'm here. I, I generally think Brentford are a good side. Good pass inside. They, game management-wise, we're very good. They got the ball in the box last 20 minutes. I thought we were going to you hit the bar twice in the last 20 minutes. Brentford a good side. At 3 2, did I think you'd get a point? Yeah, 100%. So listen, Swansea, you've come down here and listen, you've come down from the Premier League. You've had a lot. It's interesting because we're going through a bit of metamorphosis at the moment now. We are a side who have got not much money, but we buy players in a particular way left field players. We also hire left field managers. We just run our club in a left field way. And Swansea and Southampton are two clubs which are similar to the way that we think we've run it. Obviously, the Swansea way collapsed yeah, absolutely, absolutely. and you have now yeah, fallen down. Now, absolutely. we had our podcast last week, uh, Pride of West London. if you want to check it out. Absolutely. Wicked, wicked podcast. But we talked about the Swansea way and we were wondering if there are any lessons we can learn from Swansea about the way you ran a club. I think, <laughs> keep it simple, um, Swansea, when we, the boys went through the leagues, we, we had Roberto Martinez, but I think there's someone that never gets credit, it's Brian Flynn. An ex-manager kept it really simple. Young, hungry players. I think you've got that. I think British players are underrated. I think there's some really good British players. I think Josh McEachran is at Brentford. He's a really good player. I think we took it, him off very early. Again, yeah, you know, keep it simple. Keep it simple. I think. I think. Obviously, we're watching Man City now lose at Chelsea, but I think football at the minute is all about passing. And I agree with that. Swansea kept things simple. They had some good players. They had a good nucleus. But they kept the talent local. The best player for Swansea in the last 25 years has been Leon Britton. Who's a local... Oh, he's not local, but he's been Swansea for years. I think keep things simple. Get the right players around them, not spread money around. You need a bit of luck. And you need good owners. And at the time, we had really good owners. We had a good nucleus. We had a couple of good managers. And that, that for us, got us to the Premier League. Unfortunately, we've, we've lost that Swansea way, as you said, correctly. Uh, but hopefully, under Graham Potter, we're, we're on our way back up. Listen, mate, safe journey back to Swansea and we'll see you up at the, at the Vich or the Liberty, Britannia Liberty, or the Liberty, Liberty or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Yeah, yeah, they just change their name every two yeah. years, don't they? Thank you very much. Take nice one, mate. Not bad. Back in the boozer here. 
Um, well, we've been back the boozer for a while. We've talked to all sorts of different characters. The Swansea characters gave us, to be fair, fair play to them. They gave us a bit of respect. They uh, they gave us some props, actually. The Swansea fans probably they saw things that we didn't see. Maybe maybe we lent them our rose-tinted glasses, and and they they saw some Brentford activity that you know that we just couldn't see because we were too busy crying after letting the goal after about 32 milliseconds. But overall, it's not getting better, is it? No, it's not. Um, there's there's two there's two sort of I have two levels of worry. I have a worry when we're losing games. And I have a, a massive worry when we don't look like we're going to score. Um, so at the moment, my, I, I'm in a sort of a, the, I'm in the medium worry stage because we're losing football games. But because we are scoring goals and we look like we're going to score, I'm not like in the sort of the high end worry. But my my overall thought is, and I probably said this in two of the last four seasons. Um, we have not got a team that can afford to get dragged into a relegation fight because we have not got a team that are going to battle you out of the bottom three. We've only got a team that can play you out of it. And at the moment, I think the confidence is so shot. I think the lack of support for the, um, for the centre-backs and the midfield is non-existent. Um, the, you know, we have got problems, massive, you know, massive big problems. Um, Thankfully, we have that sanctuary of three, four points, maybe it'll be three, I don't know, what, what depends on the score in the um, Sheffield United um, uh, Reading game. Um, so we have a small sanctuary, um, but if we get dragged into it, we have got big, big problems because we don't have an Alan McCormack to battle our way out of it. We don't have a Jonathan Douglas to battle our way out of it, and we don't have a Tamani Diragarara to battle our way out of it. Um, I don't see those players at the club nowadays, and that's fine when you're winning. But when you're losing, and you're losing a lot, you sometimes need something a little bit different. And um, I don't know where it's going to come from at the moment. Um, I, you know, it's, it's it's a concern, but it's a similar concern to probably what I voiced after the sort of Dykehouse and Carsley thing when Carsley lost maybe his first game and I just felt that that was pretty desperate and um, and that and coming out of QPR after we lost 3-0 under Dean Smith and we were on a horrific run at that point and then, no, 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 we should be celebrating but as you were speaking there Sheffield United have gone one up against Reading so this is really bad the fact that we're celebrating a team who is three places below us are actually losing this is not where this season was meant to be going for us was it? No it's not it's not at all um and um, I, you know, are, are there immediate answers? There's a few things that could probably happen. That you know, you know, I, to be honest, I think maybe I discussed it with Sav, and uh, maybe Sav mentioned it somewhere on the line. But it's, um, you know, do we need to put two holding midfielders in for a short period? We we did it under Warburton at some points, um, and we just need to give. We, we you know, we got two kids at centre back, and we just need to give them a bit more support. Um, so. We need to find a way of doing that. And, you know, is it is it playing, you know, I don't know, Makocha, I guess the other one would have to be Sawyers or something. It's, it's very, very difficult. You know, there's a lot of people giving Dalsgaard a lot of stick, but Dalsgaard plays because he's one of, what, four players that are over six foot. So you need you need some height in the team. If you um, if you put Clark or um, Odebarjo in, you lose a bit of height. And, you know, may, maybe if De Silva comes in, that balances that a bit. But it's a, yeah, it's, a diff- it's difficult at the moment. Um, am I calling for Thomas Frank's head? I lo- I, a lot of people will, but you know, I, 
it's very, very difficult to work out whether this would be different under Smith or not. Maybe it would be. Um, and maybe we're getting to the point where we do need to wonder, you know, what, what instructions the players are going out with. Um, but I still think it's down to confidence, you know. The, the centre-backs are trying to play football and they're giving the ball away. The midfielders are trying to play football and they're giving the ball away. They weren't doing that earlier in the season and now they are. Um, does Thomas Frank have an influence on that? Difficult to say. So Sheffield United winning 2-0 as well. Yeah, celebrate. Yeah, way. We're not going to get in the top bottom three. This is like really just this like worst nightmare. You know, we're talking about trying to get into playoffs or not even just a top ten side. But at the moment now, it's looking different. And like I said to you, for me, the danger is that, you know, we could always lose players. Even the January window, even though we might not we may not have to hold on to them. But, you know, their agents might be trying to sort of prize them away from Brentford to go to somewhere else. And that is my fear, always been my fear, losing players because we're not in the, in the, in the top six. But Soups, this is, this, is, this is terrible, isn't it? Uh, I'm not too worried about losing players. We did it all the time. I'm not worried about relegation too much. I know it can happen, obviously. I'm not. But if we lost Malpe in January, you're not worried. But you always seem to replace people and we do don't want it. To replace them in, in January. It's the most expensive time in the window at all, and we don't like buying in January. So what happens is we get 15 million for him. What we're going to do? Well, we 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 bring players into the team. We do okay. We're not going to spend after transfer fee 7 million on a player but I think the team is is not a bad team the very good players in the team there's some tweaks whether these tweaks will happen we all got opinions we're not the manager only one man's the manager but maybe we need, we need to solidify defensively maybe put two in front of the back four give more protection so they ain't getting at the moment stop the goals going in we could go forward there's tweaks there's little things you can do personnel Oh no, we're not that bad. We were playing defensively shockingly at the moment. In spells. We've let in 17 goals is uh, Thomas Frank, and again I'm just using that as a cut-off point. We've let in 17 goals since he's been in charge. Nine matches. That's, that's quite a lot. Uh, Frank doesn't seem to be the man, unfortunately. Uh, it goes through the club. There's philosophy. Frank's playing to the philosophy. It's not working. Doesn't seem to be working. Not under him. I think there probably does need to be a change. Drakes of football appointed him. They have to carry a can as well. It goes through the club. We need to turn it around by decisions. Sorry, what's the question? There's no question. I'm just asking you to... No, I mean, the worry is, right, August, September, we look one of the best sides in the league. Well beaters. We look well beaters. And the, the, the turning point for me is that today... I think I'm right. Don't quote me on this. I think nine of the 11 today played against Rotherham first day of the season. We smashed them 5-1. We were second in the league in August. We looked brilliant in September. So you have to say it's the manager. Whatever he's trying to do isn't working. He's made good players worse. Whatever system he's playing is actually making these players... We, we didn't, but we hadn't... I'm gonna just sorry to interrupting you, but we hadn't won in I think it's six games in Dean Smith as well, was no, it? Thought... That is true, but we were drawing games, so we had this resilience about us. Under Frank, we've lost seven out of nine, and every game we're fighting battles where we're conceding these goals in clusters. You know, it's today it's three goals in 25 minutes, QPR it's three goals in 10 minutes, Sheffield United is two goals in five minutes. 
and he's making us worse. And the problem is, we have good players. We're not. It's not like we're losing four 0 every week, is it? We're losing three two, three two, four three, two one. So I don't think we're far away, but we're finding new ways of losing games, and that has to come down to the manager because he is the one that's putting this team out. And the players that were performing under Smith are just not performing now. And that has to be because of the manager, the system that he's playing and the team that he's picking um, is all wrong to me. So listen, look, 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 okay, Reading might be losing, forget that. You know, Let's talk about Brentford here, that's the most important thing. We'd have to be very, very... Listen, you'd have to have your head in the sand if you, you say, ah, listen, don't worry, we're going to be all right. Listen, maybe we might be all right. But that's not the problem. We have to look at what is in front of us near now. What was in front of us doesn't look very good. And also what is in front of us doesn't look like it's going to get any better at this moment in time. And something, I'll say something, whatever it is, whether it's the players' attitudes or the, how they're passing the ball or, or defending, something needs to change. Yeah, my, my it's, all, it's all going to be all right, Nis. It's not born out of um, just blind hope. It's going to be all right if they make changes. You know, anyone that listens to this over the last three or four weeks has heard me say that I do not believe in my heart of hearts that Thomas Frank is the right man for this job. And there's nothing that I am seeing at the moment that's made me change my mind. Maybe you can't blame him for the the fucking around at the back for the first three goals. Um, You know, whether you blame Dan Bentley or whether you blame... Um, Konza for for not dealing with that first goal, but in 20 seconds, you know, you don't play a don't play a teammate under pressure, and uh, and that's what exactly what he did. The second goal, whether it's Dalsgaard out of position, whether it's Dalsgaard, I don't know. He he was he was right. He, he wasn't there at right back, um, and then it was an own goal. But they they walked, they, they literally. They literally picked our pocket and, and tiptoed through us for the second goal. And then he was culpable for the third goal, Dalsgaard. He, he gave a foul away. The, the, the ball was going out. Then he decided to shoulder bar someone, give them a free kick, and they score a third goal from that. Needless. I, 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 don't, I don't buy that it was any of the other players. It wasn't the midfield's fault. It wasn't the forward's fault. It, it might not even be the selection's fault for all three of those goals. But... It's a vibe. It's a vibe there. Um, it's not a winning. It's not a winning mentality at the club at the moment. And uh, the, the only way you, that you address that is by by shaking it up. And you need to identify where where the issue is. And I, I do not believe that Thomas Frank is the right head coach for Brentford Football Club. Um, who who that is, I, I don't know. But some of his substitutions were a bit odd. Um, at half time we were crying out for um, for changes we didn't we, we only made one um, judgey came on um, you know I, I, we are going to get sucked into a relegation dogfight unless something changes and I think the first thing that needs to change is the head coach and you know I, I, I feel sorry for him and it's unfortunate but sometimes right man wrong place right, right man wrong time it ain't going to work for him well, Laney has said his thoughts. He's been saying it for a few weeks now, and like I said to you, there's a lot of 
thoughts like that being decorating around the terraces. It's not a case of not being loyal. It's not a case of being whatever you're going to say. It's just a case of people just feeling as Brentford fans what they think is going to be right for moving our team onto the next level. Maybe Thomas Frank is the right person and maybe he hasn't been given enough time or maybe he is the wrong person. We don't know. But enough people at the moment now have lost a lot of confidence in him and also the viewers are not there to speak to a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people feel that the players have, uh, haven't have got 100% confidence in him and don't believe that they, well, know that he's the right thing to do. And maybe the fact is that, you know, maybe him as, a, as an assistant coach was brilliant and it worked for him working with somebody else and maybe moving to the head coach thing is not quite worked for him because it's a different job I don't know I don't know. We, I, honestly I can't answer any of these questions you see it you see it all the time you know right person wrong time he might you know uh, in another in another set of circumstances he may have been the perfect head coach you know but at the moment when things aren't going his way what, what we have to remember is we've got a hugely talented squad here but they're not being set up right and they haven't got the confidence as somebody said today uh, we've got better players we had better players than Swansea but they had, but they had a, but they had a better team man for man that that is why I say we're going to be all right. We will not be in the bottom three this 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 season because we're way better than any of the bottom three, and a change will be made. It's either the assistant manager will come in and will take the pressure off of Frank. But saying that, I'm going to just interrupt you again. Sunderland had some very very good players, and they uh, didn't arrest it, and they got relegated. So you know, and they probably sat there thinking we're too good to go down, but they went down, and it was end of story, wasn't it? I, I completely agree. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But um, I think still our players were technically better than, than their players last year. You know, we went up to Stadium Alight and, and, we, and we won. But that's because they were thinking, no, we're not going to go down. It was maybe, the, again, the leadership was around it. Possibly, but that's an assumption. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying we're not going to go down and, and I think I'm actually right. We won't, I, I think we won't go down, but something has to change before that becomes a reality. We might go down if nothing changes. If nothing changes and this form continues, then we stand a good chance of going down. But something, something will change. This, this, this demise, our decline, is not going to go unchecked for the rest of the season. We're not even halfway through the season. And even if we give Thomas Frank until after the Christmas programme, until New Year's Day, even, I, 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 God, I hope it doesn't go that far... But even if it were to happen, there's still enough of the season to, to rein it back in. But I think, I think we're still a top 10 team. But if we, if we are a top 10 team, we need to make changes now. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast on the down and note. On an up note, Lloyd Abusa and Darren Powell, who were part of our championship where, well, oh, they, won, they won the league. We, we, we won things with them. So that's very, very happy. So let's come, and, let's come and talk to them and see what they've got to say. It's an open bar at Fuller's Brewery, 21st, Friday, 21st of December. Check it out, besotted.com. There's a big banner there. Go and check it out. It's going to be a proper laugh. And you can just wish your blues away because it's going to be a night of joy and celebration and laughs and, and forgetting about sort of like nonsense like you know not winning matches because they'll talk about when we won loads of matches and everyone will be sitting there with smiles on their faces also on Thursday the 13th this Thursday coming Rob Rowan's um, Rob Rowan's um, memorial at Griffin Park 5pm 
It'd be really great if Brentford fans come down there and pay their respects to technical director Rob Rowan, who unfortunately, and uh, he died well, a couple, two or three weeks ago now. Um, God rest in peace, Rowan. He's, uh, Rob is a lovely, lovely, lovely bloke. And it'd be really good if Brentford fans come down there and pay their respects to him, um, which is going to be a, a tremendous afternoon and evening. I say tremendous because it's a celebration. It's a celebration of his life. But other than that, listen... We're not going to celebrate today's result because it was rubbish. Cheers, Rob Ryan. Yeah, cheers, Rob Ryan. Cheers, Cheers, Rob Ryan. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rob Rowan. We're not going to to celebrate today's game because today's game doesn't exist as far as we're concerned. But as far as we're concerned, we're all sitting down there. We're Brentford fans. We've been through this. We've been through thick and thin. And we don't care because we'll be here from thick and thin to the end and and all they say as we all say, The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.